Yes, it is. Ninepence. I'm not dead. What? Nothing. Here's your ninepence. I'm not dead. Yeah. He says he's not dead. Yes, he is. I'm not. He isn't? Well, he will be soon. He's very ill. I'm getting better. No, you're not. You'll be stone dead in a moment. Oh, I can't take him like that. It's against regulation. I don't want to go on the car. Oh, don't be such a baby. I can't take him. I feel fine. Well, do us a favour. I can't. Well, can you hang around a couple of minutes? He won't be long. No, I've got to go to Robinson's. They've lost nine today. Well, when's your next run? Thursday. You think I'll go for a walk? You're not fooling anyone, you know. Look. Isn't there something you can do? I feel happy! I feel happy! Oh, thanks very much. Not at all. Today is day number six, August 9th, 2020. Today's topic is the Black Death from 1346 to 1353, probably the most famous epidemic or pandemic in all of history. Just imagine at the time seeing how all of a sudden a person you know starts presenting strange symptoms, how they start developing huge lumps known as buboes, thus the name of bubonic plague. And finally, just after some days of terrible agony, they die. Symptoms of the disease include fever, 100 to 106 degrees, headaches, painful aching joints, nausea and vomiting, and a general feeling of malaise. Left untreated of those that contract the the bubonic plague, 80% die within eight days. This was written, In men and women alike, it first betrayed itself by the emergence of certain tumors in the groin or armpits, some of which grew as large as the common apple. From the two said parts of the body, it soon began to propagate and spread itself in all directions indifferently, after which the form of the malady began to change black spots, their appearance in many cases on the arm or the thigh or elsewhere, now few and large, now minute and numerous. This was followed by acute fever and vomiting of blood. Most most victims died two to seven days after initial infection. The Black Death traveled from Asia to Europe, leaving devastation in its wake. Some estimates suggest that it wiped out over half of Europe's Europe's population. It was caused by a particular strain of the bacterium Yersinia pestis, recall the plague of Justinian, that is likely extinct today and was spread by fleas on infected rodents. The bodies of victims were buried in mass graves. The plague changed the course of Europe's history. It's been suggested that with so many dead, labor became harder to find, bringing about better pay for workers and the end of Europe's system of serfdom. serfdom. Studies suggest that surviving workers had better access to meat and higher quality bread. The lack of cheap labor may also have contributed to technological innovation. On the other hand, to refute this, I also read in other places that English rulers made an ordinance making it illegal to ask for higher wages. Naturally, this eventually led to the Peasant Revolt in 1381. Another consequence was because the deaths seemed so random, overwhelming, and gruesome, the church lost some of its authority for a while since people couldn't believe a god would do all of this. I think. That was a little bit vague. Uh, A little bit more on this. 
The death, po- death toll, 75 to 200 million, caused bubonic plague. From 1346 to 1353, an outbreak of the plague ravaged Europe, Africa, and Asia. Thought to have originated in Asia, the plague most likely jumped continents via the fleas living on rats that so frequently lived aboard merchant ships. Ports, being major urban centers at the time, were the perfect breeding ground for the rats and fleas, and thus the insidious bacterium flourish, devastating three continents in its wake. Here's something from another source. The Black Death, also known as the Pestilence, the Great Mortality, or the Plague, was the deadliest pandemic recorded in human history. The Black Death most likely originated in Central Asia or East Asia, from where it traveled along the Silk Road, reaching Crimea by 1347. From there, it was most likely carried by fleas living on black rats that traveled on, traveled on Genoese merchant ships, spreading throughout the Mediterranean basin and reaching Africa, Western Asia, and the rest of Europe via, via Constantinople, Sicily, and the Italian peninsula. In total, the plague may have reduced the world population from an estimated 475 million to 350 to 375 million in the 14th century. There were further outbreaks throughout the late Middle Ages, and with other contributing factors, it took until 1500 for the European population to regain the levels of 1300. Outbreaks of the plague recurred at various locations around the world until the early 19th century. By the way, in doing some of this reading, I came across something also called the pneumonic plague, like pneumonia, pneumonic plague. And this plague may have, this plague outbreak we're talking about, the Black Death, may have been both the bubonic and pneumonic plague acting simultaneously. The pneumonic plague was spread airborne and was nearly 100% fatal within 24 hours which to me sounds a little fantastical, whereas the bubonic plague was spread by fleas. I did not really super investigate the pneumonic plague, though, but it may have played a role in how deadly this whole overall plague was. A few other things. Here's a tidbit. The word quarantine seems to come from the 14th to 15th century Venetian word quarantina, meaning 40 days, due to the 40-day isolation of ships and people that was practiced as a measure of disease prevention related to the plague. Quarantines likely did help end the plague. Here's another interesting thing I found. There were so many deaths and bodies that people started constructing houses and chapels out of the bleached bones of the victims. One of the most famous of these churches that still stands today is said to be haunted by all of the dead from that period. It is the Sedlik Ossuary in the Czech Republic, also known as the Bone Church. Another site, though, says that it wasn't really constructed with bones, but rather decorated with them. 40,000 to 70,000 bones. Known to most as the Bone Church, it displays some of the world's most macabre art. In addition to a splendid bone chandelier, composed of almost every bone in the human body, the ossuary displays two large bone chalices, four Baroque bone candelabras, six enormous bone pyramids, two bone monstrouses, which is a vessel 
used to display the Eucharist host, and a family crest in, you guessed it, bone and skull candle holders. Note, by the way, an ossuary is a container or a room in which the bones of dead people are placed. A little more on the story of the Sedlik ossuary. It is said that in the 13th century, the abbot of the Sedlik monastery brought back a handful of earth from a journey he made to the grave of the Lord in Jerusalem. He scattered this holy soil across the Sedlik Cemetery. So after that, everybody wanted to be buried there because it's a little piece of the Holy Land. And more than, more than 30,000 people were buried there. But when the plague came along, eventually it just, there just was not enough room to bury everybody there. And so the bodies were moved to a crypt to make room for the newly dead. It wasn't until 1870 that a local woodcarver, whose last name was Rent, was employed for the dark task of art artistically arranging the thousands of bones. He came up with the Bone Church's stunning chandelier, as well as the amazing Schwarzenberg coat of arms, which includes a raven pecking at, at the severed head, at a severed head made of human bone. Rint was responsible for bleaching all of the bones in the ossuary in order to give the room a uniform look. His artist's signature is still on the wall today, naturally, in his medium of choice, bone. And about the last thing we have, I also found a number of references to the plague cross, which is a red or black cross, and I think maybe sometimes other symbols, uh, but generally a red or black cross put on the doors of homes that had plague victims. And in a story related to this, just this past March 16th, just recently, March 16th, Pope Francis prayed for those affected by the novel coronavirus at a famous cruci crucifix that believers claim helped to save Romans from the plague in 1522. This wood, wooden crucifix is at San Marcello. I'm guessing that's a church in Rome. And it dates from the 14th century, so the 1300s. Believers first hailed it as miraculous because it survived a fire which burned down the church on May 23, 1519. Three years after the fire, during Rome's great plague, another great plague, the crucifix was carried by the faithful in a procession through all the neighborhoods of Rome, from San Marcello to St. Peter's Basilica. This procession lasted 16 days from August 4th to August 20th, Legend has it that the plague ended on the day the crucifix reached St. Peter's. And that is all I have on the famous Black Death. I feel happy. I feel happy. I am not dead yet. I can dance and I can sing. I am not dead yet. I can do the Highland thing. I am not dead yet. No need to go to bed. No need to call the doctor because I'm not yet dead. He is not yet dead. That's what the geezer said. No, he's not yet dead. That man is on his head. He is not yet dead. Put him back in bed. Keep him on the cot because he's not 